We are learning Daf Membez. We're starting right from the top of the Amid. So the Mishnah tells us, Someone becomes the subject of Neder from his friend before Shemitah. So again, we're talking about the Madur Hana, where, uh, let's say, Reuben is making Neder that his friend cannot have any benefit from his possessions. And he's doing this before the Shemitah year starts. So then what's the Halacha? He can't go into whoever is ostracized by the Neder, cannot go into his friend's field. That's also part of it. It's just going into the field, delaying there, walking through it. He can't do that. And furthermore, it's not mutter for him to eat the fruit that's on the branches, meaning even if there are branches which are sticking outside of the field and he doesn't even need to go into the field to take the fruit, but it's still forbidden for him because he can't get any benefit from his friend. However, if it's during the Shemitah year that the nether was made, then in a year of the Sosodeo, yes, it's true that he can't go into his field. It's mother for him to eat the fruit on the branches of the trees that are sticking outside of the field. So the point that we're saying is, is that if the nether is made during Shemitah, so then it cannot take effect on the fruit um, on, on that, was, that, that was there at the time of the nether because the fruit was already half During Shemitah, the Torah says, that the fruits of a person is after. So therefore, it wasn't theirs to forbid. So if the nether was made before Shemitah, so it takes effect on the fruits. So then the person is forbidden. Other people would be forbidden to eat from the fruits. However, if the nether is made during Shemitah, so yes, the nether is able to restrict other people from walking into the field, but it does not, uh, is not able to restrict them from eating the fruits. That's the simple shot here in the Mishnah. Continues the Mishnah, how this relates to Mother Menu Michael. This is from Mother Hana, where you can't get any benefit. As whereas Nadir Menu Michael of Nishuis, if you made a nether before Shavi is answering someone to get the food related benefit, then you're the Zosadil. Then the person who's the subject to the nether is always allowed to go into the field because that's not the food related benefit directly. He can walk through his field. If you know him appears, but he can never eat the fruit. Uh, he answers the food related benefit. So it's mutter for him to come into the field, but uh, it's mutter, uh, it's mutter for him. Uh, it's much for him to, to come into the field, but it's also for him to eat the fruit. If the nether is made during Shviyas, you are he can even go into the field because that's not part of the nether and he can eat the fruit because it's during Shemitah. It wasn't in the owner's capability to ask uh, the fruits on his friend. So one thing that we see that is clear from the Mishnah, and we'll see some of the complexity in the Gemara, but one thing that is clear is that if it's during the Shemitah, no, the, the fruit does not belong to the owner. This does not belong to the owner. It's not in his capability to use the power of the nether to answer it on somebody else. That much is clear. It also seems clear from the Mishnah that during Shemitah, a person does theoretically have the ability to restrict access to other people in their field, which the Gemara will delve into. But what is a very hard point, which the Gemara is going to deal with, is what happens if somebody makes a nether before Shemitah and it takes effect, therefore on all the fruit, what happens then when the Shemitah year comes? That's something which is not so clear. So here the Gemara jumps into it right away. Rav and Shmuel, Rav and Shmuel explain as follows. If somebody made an adder and said, Nechasim ilu alecha, these possessions are also on you. And what all, whatever possessions he has, he says, these possessions that I have are also to you. If he said this nether before Shemitah started, so the nether is chal, so any of you are supposed to do. First of all, um, the, whoever is the subject of the nether can't go into the owner's field because he's been restricted from all, getting enough from any of the possessions of uh, the person. He's not going to be able to eat for the fruit that are on the branches that are outside the field. Even after Shviyas comes. Meaning, Rav and Shmuel are telling us that once the nether took effect on the fruit, and uh, because it was, the nether was made before Shviyas, then even once Shemitah comes, Shemitah will not lift the power of the nether. The nether's power is still in effect. 
because it was made at a time when the fruits belonged to the owner. Therefore, it may continue, the power of the nether continues even at the time that Shemitah comes. Even though now the Chayra doesn't own the fruits any longer, and therefore the nether should be lifted, we say no. Once the nether took effect, it is not lifted just because Shemitah came. However, in Bashvi, it's not there. If you made the nether once it was already Shemitah, then in your there's a deal, yes, the nether does restrict the subject of the nether from coming into his field. But the subject of the nether could eat from the fruit. So the point of Rabbi Shmuel is, only if it's already Shmias, by the time the nether came, that's when the nether does not, does not, does not call on the fruit. But if the nether was made before Shmias and it took effect on the fruit, then even when Shemitah comes, then it, uh, the, the, the fruit remains Aser. And according to Rav and Shmuel, they must be understanding the Mishnah in that way. When the Mishnah was making a chilek, whether it was Mother Nebuch Chaver, Lefnei Shviyas, or Uba Shviyas, the point is when the nether was made. When the Mishnah was saying Uba Shviyas, that if it was made during, it was, Mishnah means if it was made during Shemitah, that's when it's mutter for the subject of the, of the nether to eat from the fruit. Whereas the ratio of the Mishnah was saying, if the nether was made before Shemitah, then forever it's going to be also for the subject of the nether to eat the fruit, even once Shemitah comes. Because these, again, Rav and Shmuel hold that once the nether took effect before Shemitah, it is not lifted even when Shemitah starts. However, Rabbi Yochum Rishalach somebody who said, my possessions are also to you, so lifne is is any other to do. So if it's before Shemitah, he said, my, but my, my, my things are also to you. So if it's before Shemitah still, then the person can't come into the field and he can't eat the fruit that, that extends outside the field because before Shemitah, the nether, the nether is an in fact that it ossers his possessions on the subject of the nether. is once the Shemitah comes, so even though the nether was made before, but once Shemitah comes, any other Sosadeo, yes, it's still going to be ossered for the subject of the nether to enter his field. But the subject of the nether will be allowed to eat from the fruit that grows on the branches sticking outside the field. In other words, Rabbi Yochum Rishlaku seemed to be saying that even though the nether took effect before Shemitah, but it only answered his possessions. Once Shemitah comes, and now his, the fruits are becoming hefker. So at this point, the limitation, there's a limitation to the nether. The nether, the nether can no longer answer its fruits, and therefore it would be mutter for the, for, for the subject of the nether to eat the fruits that are sticking outside of the field. So let's say that the dispute between Rav and Shmuel versus Rabbi Yochanan Vereshlag, which is about the following point. Rav and Shmuel, Safi, Adam, Isaac, so a person has the capability to answer something which is currently in their ownership, even for an extent that Abba will leave their Rishos, meaning as long as the Chalais was at a time when you were the owner and it became Asr, so you can Asr that even for after it will leave your ownership. That's what they're saying. If the nether was made before Shviyas, then the Paris became Asr, and the nether will continue being in effect even for after the time that Shemitah comes. No, you can only affect the nether for the limitation of the time when it's under your ownership. But once the extent is beyond that, for after it leaves your ownership, for that extent is no longer, you don't have the capability to do that. So therefore, according to Rebbe Rishlagish, if the nether was made before Shviyas, once Shviyas comes, so then it no longer will remain awesome. So I'll take Mara, do you think that that's Amachokas, Amaram is about that? But Tisbara, me, so you think there's anyone who says that you can't answer something currently under your ownership for after it leaves? You think really anyone, Rabbi Yochan and Rish Lakish, are saying that? The Gemara is now making a tremendous diak in the words of Rabbi Yochan. Rabbi Yochan and Rish Lakish discussed the case where somebody said, My possessions are also to you. If their point is that a person doesn't have the capability, 
of ossering things which are currently in their ownership for after the time that it leaves their ownership, they should have spoken about a case even where somebody says these possessions, not where they emphasize my possessions. My possessions implies that the pshat is that when the person is making the nether, they're limiting it only to the time when it will belong to them. If a real one point is that you cannot, you just don't have the capability to offer something beyond the extent of your ownership, then they should have emphasized, even if you don't say my possessions, even if you just said these possessions should be offer they're going to become mutter after they leave your, your, your possession. For the fact that they didn't speak about nechazim elu, but rather they spoke about nechazai, it sounds like it's a different point. It's not that you don't have the capability, but it's about a question of interpreting the wording. Another kasha, vasu, furthermore, hadnan, it's a mishnah. It's a mishnah that a person could theoretically ask for something which is currently in his ownership for after, even after it leaves. It says in the mishnah, a person says to his son, what, what you would benefit from me is a konam, so he's offering his stuff on his son. Mace, once he dies, Yerushanu, the son can still inherit him. Why? Because the father specified that it's also for the benefit you get from me. Once he dies, then his possessions don't, you don't own something once you're dead. The Torah is giving the inheritance to the son. So therefore the son can get it because it's not benefit from the father. However, the Chayav of Umoso, if the father said, I'm offering it to you in my lifetime and after death. So he specifically said that he wanted <clears throat> the things that he currently owns to remain Osir even after he dies. If that's what he said, top of the base, it may as well Then if he dies, the son does not inherit him. Why? What's the shot? Because since it was currently under the possession of the father, the father has the capability to Osir it for even the extent that it will leave his ownership. So we clearly see that a person has such a capability. So we can't explain the Pshat is that if the Mishnah clearly indicates that it could. So we have two questions on our analysis. One question is, if a Rebbe Lakish hold that a person cannot ask for things beyond when it's in their ownership, then why did they speak about a case where a person said, Nechasai Elu Elacha? Why didn't they speak about a case even where a person said, Nechasim Elu Elacha? And the second question is, it seems to be from the Mishnah, from the father asked for something on his son for, for when, when he's alive and after he's dead, that it could take effect even after he's dead. So we see that you could. So the first, the Gemara just answers the second question. Shani Yacha is different in the here in that Mishnah. So he specifically said it should be Asr after his death. Meaning the Gemara now is conceding. Avada Rabbi Yochum Mishlakish agree it's possible. But it's only if you explicitly say that's your intent that it should remain Asr. Like in that case in the Mishnah where the father said I'm Asring it to you both in my lifetime and after I die. There we say since he explicitly said it then he is Asring it further. Whereas if a person didn't explicitly say that. They just said, my possessions are Asr. So then we would say that they're not Asring it for after. So the Gemara says, what about the first question? In other words, why Rabbi Yochanan Rish Lakish not speaking at a case where a person said, according to our understanding, unless they explicitly state that it's even for after they leave, even if they said, it would be mutter once it leaves his ownership. So the first question is strong. Why are they speaking about Elu? So the Gemara says, uh, why, aren't they, why aren't they speaking about Elu? So the Gemara therefore says, Ella rather, if the owner said these possessions, he doesn't emphasize mine, he just says these things are also cool. Everybody agrees that they're Asr even, if they're the, even after they leave his ownership. Rabbi Yochan Rish Lakish can see that if a person just said these things are Asr, then they remain Asr even at a time when it leaves the owner's, the owner's possession. Where's the whole dispute? If he said my possessions, that's the whole point here. If he said my possessions, that's where Rabbi Yochan Rish Lakish are saying, hey, he's limiting it to where it was mine. If he's not, if once it leaves the possessions, he never had intent to Asr, to leave his ownership, he never had intent. Rabbi Yochan they disagree. They said, it doesn't make a difference whether he said these possessions or my possessions. Adam Eiser, he needs to intend, he's intending to Asr it even after they leave his ownership. So everyone agrees you could. The question is, are you doing it? Rabbi Shmuel are assuming 
even though you didn't say my, even though you said my possessions, the intent is to oscar it for even after it leaves your ownership. That if a person says these possessions, he, he's ossering it after he leaves his ownership. But if he says my possessions, he doesn't mean to ask them after he leaves his ownership. So at this point, the Gemara is saying everybody agrees that you have the capability to ossir beyond when your ownership when your, will, will expire. The question is, what language you use? If you said nechasim elu, everybody would agree it would be ossir after you leave your possession. The question is, if you said nechasai, the machlokas is how we understand that. Rabbi Shmuel says we're not making the big diak in his words. We assume nechasai means to ossir for after as well. Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlokas say no. If he said nechasai, then he's limiting it only to the time that it's under his current ownership. That can't be. Could it be that Rav Shmuel aren't medayik the difference between a chasai and a chasamilu? It says in the Mishnah that we are medayik. Somebody said to his friend, person makes a konam entering your house. So he emphasizes that when it's your house, I'm not going to get benefit. Or your field and I'm not going to purchase. What happens if the owner of the house, the current owner, if he dies or sells to somebody else, mutter, then the vower is allowed to go into the house or buy the field. Why? Because he emphasized in the nether that he was only having the konam on your house when it was under your possession. However, if he said a different language, if he said the bias zesh and he nechnas to this house, I'm not going to go in. This field, I'm not going to buy. Then even if the owner dies, sold to somebody else, also the vow is still usher. Why? Because there's a difference if he said your house or this house. So clearly we see that we are medayik the language and there's a distinction between saying this house or your house. So so to hear, if somebody says my possessions, we should be medayik that is different than saying these possessions. So according to our current explanation, Rav Shmuel on our disagreement with Rav Yochan Rishlakish in the sense that Rav Yochan Rishlakish are making the distinction between my possessions and these possessions. My possessions implies it's only usher while it's under my own ownership. And then if it leaves, then it would be mutter. Rav and Shmuel aren't madaik that distinction. And they say, even if somebody says, my possessions, they mean to asr it forever. The Gemara is saying that cannot be true. Everybody agrees that we would be madaik the distinction. So the Gemara says, you're right. We have to say Rav and Shmuel, who we're saying it remains asr forever, is only if somebody said, nechassim elu. And Rebbechon and Rish who say that it's limited to when it's under the person's ownership is only when he said nechasai. So then there's no dispute. Elakiyam Rishlakish Rishlakish Benachasai. Rishlakish Rishlakish are saying that it's mutter when it leaves his possession only when he said my possessions. Rav Shmuel Benachasim Elu. Rav Shmuel are talking about when he said these possessions will oblique and there's no disagreement. What a fascinating conclusion. They're just speaking about two different things. Rav Shmuel are talking about Nechasim Elu. Rav Yochan Rishlakish are talking about Nechasai. But everybody agrees. You have the capability to answer the fruits beyond your possession if you declare it that way. If you don't declare it that way, if you say it in a way which is mashma only when it's under your ownership, then it will only be usher when it's under your ownership. We just have to be medayik. They're simply talking about different cases. So, and then the same thing, if you put this back to the Mishnah in terms of Shemitah, we just have to figure that out. What were the words that were said? Did he say before Shemitah, I'm ushering the fruits, and then they would be usher even when Shemitah came. But if he's specifically saying my fruits, only while it's under my possession, then maybe it would switch. So that's the basic maskana, the coming out of the maskana of the Gemara is that it really doesn't, there's no machlokas between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi now we want to understand some basic premise in the Gemara, very sadistic here, the Gemara in Shemitah here, is that we were mentioning that during Shemitah, a person doesn't own the payroll. So let's say they made the, the, the nether during Shemitah, once Shemitah already began, so then they can't answer the fruits. But it sounds like you could answer somebody from entering into your land. That, that much of the mission was very clear, that answering your possessions on somebody even during Shemitah restricts them from coming in your field. So the Gemara says, why is that? Why is it that if you make the nether during Shemitah, 
that the subject and the nether can eat the fruits. The peri hafkir in noon, because during Shemitah, the fruit is ownerless, it's not yours to aser. So aranam hafkirei, the land should also be ownerless. So why, you, why, why do you have the ability to aser him from coming in your field? So what's Pshad in the Gemara's question? The Pshad in the Gemara's question is that even though the Torah doesn't say the land itself is ownerless to anybody, but why, what's the point in, in the Torah saying, come eat the fruit? Obviously, if the Torah allows people to come eat the fruit, then they must have access to the land. And the Torah is saying that it's ownerless for anyone to come in and collect the produce. So what's the pshat that the Mishnah is mashma? That people can only eat the fruits that are sticking out, but they can't come in the field because the nether asked them from coming in the field. No, we should say that the land is hefker in that regard. It's ownerless in the regard that people can come in and eat the fruit. So to, to get to the fruit. So the Gemara answers two answers. We're talking about trees that are right on the border. So meaning to say, yes, it's true that you could go into somebody's field to take the fruits. There has to be a right of access. If the Torah says you have a right for fruits, you must have right of access to those fruits as well. But that's only if you need it. Right? But what if the tree is on the border and you have the same access from outside? Then in a Hanami, you have no right to go into the field and, 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 and get the fruits from inside the field. You can just stand outside the field. So clape that in that scenario where you need to get fruits that are right on the border, and then you would have no right of access. So clape that shamshas, that's where the nether would take effect. So in a Hanami, we're coming out, you wouldn't be able to stam, you don't unequivocally restrict access to the field. To get fruits that you can only get from inside the field, then the nether cannot take effect because that belongs to anybody. It's ownerless. However, the owner of the field does retain the right to restrict the access to get two fruits that are on the border. says a different No, they said that if the person made a net, you can't come in the field. Yes, a person technically has the right to still go in and take the fruit because that was ownerless, the right to go in and take the fruit. But what happens if a person delays and he's relaxing and he's chilling in the field? That's also because that, the Torah doesn't give you the right. The whole right is to go into the field to use it to get the fruits. So since we're concerned that if that would be Asr Bahana here because the person made the nether that they shouldn't benefit from the possessions and clap it with the Torah didn't grant you that, then to that extent it's Asr. It's Asr to the extent that you're gonna remain there and relax in the field. So therefore, Chazal don't let you go into the field at all because they're concerned that you might delay there and stay there and, and, and be over on the nether. And therefore they said, you can only take the fruits that are on the border, but you cannot take the fruits that are, um, that are in the field, even though the, the right of access was ownerless because we're concerned that you might delay there.